Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. My guest is Denim Richards. He stars in one of my favorite shows. His character is Kobe on the hit TV series Yellowstone on the Paramount Network. Now, if you don't know about Yellowstone, you really, really, really need to just stop. Don't even look at my show. Don't even look at my show. This is how much I'm so excited about this interview. Actor Denim Richards has been performing for over two decades with 20-plus musical theater productions, as well as numerous TV and film credits under his belt. He's also an author, producer, and philanthropist. He's on the show to talk about his character of Kobe, which has been a fan reaction, also the fan reactions to the show, Kobe, especially when he got in that love interest. And we can expect to see in this upcoming season, uh, plus discuss his uh, career overall, acting and what he's doing and moving forward with writing, directing and his production company. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Denim Richards. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, super excited to be here and cover the waterfront with you. Well, first of all, uh, thank you for taking the time to come on uh, the show. Before we get into Yellowstone, just let's a little back about your journey, because it says you've been over two decades in the in this industry. You know, I'll be honest with you. I'm watching you on uh, Yellowstone. I didn't know you'd be involved in a musical. So you're telling me you can sing? <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I started in theater first, and then um, I spent a lot of time doing that, just learning and cultivating. Um, and then as I got older, it started with plays, and then the plays turned into musicals, and I really caught the kind of the theater bug for a while. And uh, after that, it was kind of, this is just what we did. And so I just went from one musical to the other. Um, I thought that I was just going to make a career out of that. Um, but apparently the challenge wasn't enough until then <laughs> I had to get into television and film, which uh, was far more challenging. It took a lot longer to get into it. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great experience when I was doing it. Now, let's talk about uh, where are you from originally? That, and then also, where did you go to launch your, your career mm-hmm. in entertainment? So I grew up in Orange County, California, okay. which is like 40 minutes south of Los Angeles. Right. Um, and I kind of, I started in school. Um, and so it was something that was, you know, one of the kind of the arts opportunities that they, that was there. And 
you know, when I was probably in kindergarten, you know, they, we always do these like small little, like uh, school families. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, we would, I think we had like one time where it was our time to perform. And I was told just to stand there with the sign, don't do anything crazy. Um, <laughs> and then when I saw like the, the K through eight kids coming in and the teachers and the principals and the, the, uh, the parents, I was like, well, this, this looks like this is my time to shine. And, um, you know, so I got up and didn't, I did a little bit more than, uh, than just standing there holding the sign and made everyone laugh. My teacher didn't. Um, but then after that, they, um, there was a big performance that was going to be coming up and it was like maybe like three or 600 people. I can't really remember now, but they had asked my parents, you know, do you think that Den would want to sing, um, you know, in this, uh, in this ar- arboretum type of situation? And there, I was like, yeah. And I loved it cause I could get out of class. Um, and, uh, so I did that. And then that's kind of just the way that it started. And, you know, I, I slowly was pursuing it. Um, and then, you know, towards my teenage years, I was like, oh, I just want to, you know, play basketball, play football, mm-hmm. you know, hang out with my friends. Right. Uh, but I was never able to truly get away from, from the arts. Uh, and then I finally, I think I just like gave myself over to it when I was about 16. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, when you are trying to find your place in life, you know, you tend to run with your friends. And then when your friends don't do what you do, it can kind of make you feel uncomfortable. And right. so that's an uncomfortable, especially in the arts, because people don't really see that as something physical or something that they can participate in. And also they can also say, oh, man, you'll never be this. You'll never be that person. So how did you at that young age say, you know, some I believe I can be that person and ignore their thoughts, even though they were just your friend. They were your friends. Right. No, that's a it's a great, great question. I think it's important for everyone. We talk about this. I talk about this all the time. Um, you know, a lot of us become very defined by our circumstances and we allow ourselves to be defined by the people that are around us. And so that can be really hard because sometimes the friends or even family members can kind of be your like the trap to your downfall. And so it was something for me that I just I knew that I was born and created for a specific purpose. I always felt the desire for the arts. Um, I always knew that there was something special. Um, I wasn't, you know, when I was younger, I wasn't quite certain about what that was. Um, but as I've gotten older and have cultivated a little bit more, um, I just realized that it was just a lot of self-belief. You know, when you're younger, you don't know any better. So you don't <laughs> know that you can fail. Um, so you just kind of go into it. And then, of course, when you start to become of age and it's like your money on the line and, you know, rent has to be paid and all these other things. Then you do stick around and go like, man, maybe everybody was right. Maybe I shouldn't shouldn't be doing that. But you kind of get to a point where you just say, what would happen if I just went all in? And I think for many of us, we have these dreams or these desires, goals, dreams and aspirations. And we kind of like tiptoe our way into it. And then we wonder why we're never getting fully submerged in the opportunity. It's like, well, because you're just trying to dip one toe at a time. And there's got to be a certain point where you just say, screw it. Let's just dive in and see what happens. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. You know, when, when, now when you say uh, born, born in Orange County, which is 40 minutes outside of L.A., which is entertainment capital of the world, it is Hollywood. But do you also say the word musical? Now, you don't think musical in Hollywood, a musical on the West Coast. How did we get to musicals now, Denim? Talk about that. Uh, well, I would have loved to have started on Broadway. Um, but no, um, I was at a performing arts kind of school in, in the regard of they had a lot of different performers that would come to the school. Right. 
And they did this kind of, um, these two performances that were these massive global performances called the glory of Christmas and the glory of Easter. And I was able to be a part of these shows at a very early age. And so because of this, they had these global artists that were always coming in for people that were doing opera, um, from gospel to, you know, you name it, that were a part of this in ballet, New York ballet, whatever. And so some of them took me under their wing and said, you know, um, we're kind of in and around Los Angeles. And if you ever want to train, you know, further, there's a lot of different areas to do kind of musical theater and training in this, uh, this down the third. Uh, so I did a lot of my training in like the Redondo Beach area, mm. which is maybe 15 minutes from Los Angeles. Um, and uh, I got a lot of my training there uh, where I just I joined a conservatory when I was 16. Uh, and I was with this conservatory from about 16 to maybe 20. And um, I got a lot of musical theater training um, there. We did a lot of different performances, a lot of private performances. You know, they were the reason why uh, I got paid first to sing at, you know, some events. And so I really got a lot of training there, which was just, that was absolutely amazing for me because the high school that I was going to at the time didn't allow for that. So that's how I got my start. Now, Kobe, I'm going to tell you, I apologize. Now, then I'm Kobe, the character Kobe. Yes. On the show. Now we talked about where you came from. You didn't come from Montana. You didn't, I was born and raised in Texas. So if you know if I got an acting role on a you know in a western, because this is is a western. I don't care what anybody says. Yellowstone is a western. Helmed by the brilliant Kevin Costner. I'll tell you something about me and Kevin Costner. Don't know the young man, but every time Open Range comes on, I stop and watch it. I will watch that movie. It's one of my all-time favorite Kevin Costner movies. How did that opportunity come to you? Because I see two decades of musicals. I don't see. I was. I was. Uh, I was riding horses. I was training. How does that come to you, Mister Black Man? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was doing a, a movie called Montford Chickasaw Rancher, which is out on Netflix now. Um, at the time, and it was a period piece um, uh, from the 1860s, uh, and I was playing a real life character uh, called Jack Brown, who right. became Oklahoma's first sharecropper. And that was a that was my first um, co-starring feature film that I was a part of. Um, so I was super excited. And one of the actors that I had um, probably my most intense scene with, um, his name's Tommy Flanagan, and he was on um, Sons of Anarchy, right? With uh, with Taylor Sheridan and John Linson was also one of the creators of uh, and executive producers of Sons of Anarchy. And so after we had finished like our scene and we were kind of getting into more of our lighter work. Um, I was sitting in the van um, with Tommy and he was like, man, you know, you got a lot of talent. Uh, you know, my best friend is actually getting ready to produce this new show called Yellowstone. It's a Western Kevin Costner's executive producing it. And you just got it. You got to get a part of it. And I was like, OK, great. Just sounds like an opportunity. Um, so I called my team, my team. I told them, I was like, hey, there's this apparently this amazing opportunity. Kevin Costner, Taylor Sheridan. Um, it's a Western, like, what can we do? It's a TV series. So they looked around, they said, we, well, we can't really find anything. I was like, well, it has to be there. So they got maybe two, three weeks later, they, they found out like, uh, John Papsideris is a, uh, a casting director here in Los Angeles. Um, got, I got an audition the 24 hours later, I was in a producer session with, uh, John Linson, John Papsideris and Taylor Sheridan on, uh, on Skype who, as everybody knows, Taylor Sheridan's the showrunner um, and writer, director, and kind of just a creator. And actor, <laughs> don't forget actor. Uh, yeah, and also actor is Travis that's on the show. 
Um, and so, yeah. And then, you know, he just kind of was breaking down what the show was going to be talking about, you know, how excited we were to have Kevin uh, doing this television series. And I didn't know that Kevin was going to be an acting on the show. I thought he was just executive producing it. So I already really wanted to be a part of the show. But then when I found out that he was going to be on it, I was like, I don't know what we have to do, but I got to get on this show. Uh, and so it took about six weeks uh, of me being on pins and needles and rejecting every phone call that I got from my reps until uh, they gave me the good news to be a part of the show. So what were the steps of that? Because, of course, you know, let's be honest, in, in, in life, you know, there's no need to cast an African-American character on a Western or a setting in where it's set at. You know what I'm saying? But what did you do or that made them feel that, hey, this character feels comfortable, if the character will work? And also, I love the fact that, you know, somebody told you you were talented and you should be a part of that. And I know that's very important in this business because there are more down moments. And sometimes when you're down, you need somebody to remind you that you have that special gift. Let's talk about that inspirational moment that I cannot ignore that was given to you. And then you were inspired to pursue this, knowing typically a person that looks like you wouldn't get cast in it. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. <laughs> no, it's a it's a great point, you know, and you uh, you raise a lot of um, really um, true and deep uh, kind of topics of conversation. I think one of the biggest things that you have to be able to do um, in this industry and just life in general, right? Um, as a man of color, you have kind of two ways that you can approach everything. You can approach everything with this awareness of the what you look like, yes, and you can spend all of your time in every room that you going that you go into um identifying how everybody is receiving you 
And we, we do that every time that we walk out. We were kind of started at a very young age where every time we walk into a space, we immediately identify how many people are there that look like us and how many people are not. And if we stick, kind of get wrapped up in that the whole time, I think we sometimes will miss out on certain opportunities because not everybody all the time is also thinking about that. And so one of the things that I really wanted to do um, towards the course of my career, and especially once I walked in to the, to the Yellowstone world, I was blessed because I was just doing a show where I was playing uh, an African-American cowboy who really lived and breathed um, and existed. And I got to meet um, his great, great grandchildren. And it really put a seed in me so that by the time it came for this opportunity and I was one of the only uh, African-Americans that were there auditioning for it in general, I didn't want to enter into it thinking that I wanted to enter into it thinking my ancestors came before me and they laid this groundwork. And now this is the time for me to kind of be able to honor them. And if I can just show the real truth of that, um, I think that I have a really good shot. So for me, it was really just trying to do away with the, I'm not going to get this because I'm the only black person in this audition room. I'm not going to have a chance because, you know, it's a Western and they're not going to be that. And then the reality of it is, you know, half the time they just want to know if you can do the job. Um, and so if you can come in and be honest about what it is that you're doing and your performance is proper and you're dedicated to what you're doing, I think you're going to like your, your, your chances. Well, well, congratulations. I, I love your chances. I love your personality. I'm talking to Denim Richards. He's one of the stars on the hit TV series, Yellowstone. He plays the character Kobe. Um, we've seen a lot of the backlash when characters have been cast, what they assume they should be white and they're black on House of Dragons and, you know, uh, uh, the, the HBCU, H- HBCU, HBO uh, Max series, uh, Lord of the Rings, how they, there's tremendous backlash in it. So I say that because when the love interest was pitched to you, uh, and by the way, I loved it, Kobe. I I, I loved it, man. I, I couldn't get enough for that relationship. In fact, I wanted to I want to see more of that relationship. But when it was pitched to you, you know, again, you're the only black character on this show. Now, they don't make it. They don't. The one thing I love about Yellowstone is that they don't make that an issue. You just wanted the Cowboys. You just wanted the one of the guys work. That's why I think it works for me, especially, you know. And but then they bring this love interest on in. She's an annoying character. And. You play off that it was somebody you would never have any interest in. Talk about how, you know, Taylor came to you with this idea. Because that's what they do in this show. They tell you so you can be, won't be surprised about it. And then how did the public react to it? Oh, great question. So uh, we were finishing season two. And um, I think Taylor, we were doing something. Taylor's like, hey, I got to show you something. And I was like, <laughs> start laughing. And he pulls up this um, video of Jen Landon, who plays Teeter. And um, he's like, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. So he's playing me her audition tape. And he it starts. And I'm just I'm looking at the, the tape or looking at his phone and looking at him. And he's just cracking up. And then at the end, he's like, man, wait, so isn't that crazy? And I was like, uh, so Taylor, I was like, this is really good. But um, aren't you supposed to be able to understand what she says? <laughs> Uh, and so he starts dying. He's like, no, that's the whole point. You're just not supposed to be able to understand anything that she says. So she's going to come on. She's going to screw with you. Uh, she's going to be great. And I was like, 
okay, like I've never, it was the first time I've ever been a part of a, a show or heard of a show where you just don't understand the other artists. Um, so uh, she came on when I, when I first got introduced to Jen Landon, uh, you know, we got to sit and talk and just kind of, you know, catch her up with, you know, just the Yellowstone world because it's such a different world. And she's done so many different uh, uh, television shows and movies. So she's a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. And she just came in and she fully embraced teeter so whenever we get to play together it is so fun because as you were saying colby's character is a little bit more buttoned up a little bit more square if you will so now having somebody like jen's character or teeter come into the play who is a little bit unraveled right i think it plays very well but the audience you know they really received it because again taylor doesn't play type right um as much as he plays the world he plays the universe and you know if you happen to be black um, it, you know, doing that, then that's just what it is. And I think that the, the audience overall, um, has really embraced it. And I don't think to my knowledge, it's ever been something that they're like, well, that doesn't really make sense for us. And that doesn't, I think because we're both living the truth of it, right. we're not leaving room for that. We'll be right back with more money making conversations masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to money making conversations masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Well, you know, uh, I, and I love the way they was, their relationship was introduced to their romance. You know, was, you know, that violent attack that happened. And I love the line, say, when, when she got kicked in the head, she, it was something about, did you have to admit that you like me after I look like this? It was such a great line. <laughs> a, we say we say all the time when everybody asks us, like, how do we feel about our love? And it's said, we trauma bonded, right? Like, so it's not necessarily a healthiest relationship. However, it's a relationship, I guess, nonetheless. Well, it's, it's, you do a great job on the show, but the, the Yellowstone's only part of your life. We talked about the past. We talked about this very successful series that's premiering this month on Paramount Network. But also, uh, I'm going through your bio, and there's something that caught my eye. This, uh, this, this little short film that you're directing and co-wrote called The Zoo, which is, uh, I, and I was like, wow, this is, you know, tell us about it. So I don't want to mess it up, but I thought it was really, really cool, set in World War II about a black German uh, and, and how they caught up in that whole Holocaust experience from a black experience. Talk to us. Yes. Um, it was something, again, I think when we were talking earlier, I was speaking to you about how I didn't know exactly what my full potential or my gifts would be when I was younger. I just knew that at a certain point, uh, there was going to be other things that would reveal itself. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that, you know, the most high has given me a very uh, unique opportunity. And I wanted to make sure that I use my platform mm-hmm. to tell our stories uh, in a full uh, range of ways. And one of the great things about our history is we have been a part of every single significant period of time. And a lot of us don't understand that because we're not really taught that in school. We don't, you know, as you would know, you know, for a lot of our education kind of comes from, you know, we got off of slave ships in 1619 and then we were slaves and then then we were shot and then now you're entertaining us and you play sports. And that's kind of like, that's it, right? Like that's kind of the, Kobe, the you're the, reading the, my mind. I say that all the time. They brought right? us over, they freed us. And then they jumped to 1954 Brown versus board of education, civil rights leader, Martin Luther King, he gets shot. And all of a sudden we entertainment. That's all we, we entertain. <laughs> so, you know, so it was one of those things where I said, you know what, why don't we start to really educate? And I'm a really big historian, so I'm very big on our, our, our African history. 
Um, I spent a lot of a lot of time there. I lived there actually. And um, <clears throat> so a couple years ago, actually it was a decade ago, I was watching a movie and it was just talking about history. And I was wondering, I was like, what was going on in Africa um, in this time of you know World War II? And uh, so I started getting into a lot of really, really deep research, which again, uh, if you're an African-American or anywhere in the diaspora, you're not really taught anything about Africa and the history of Africa. Uh, so I think that's something that I wanted to tap into. And I think spiritually, it was just the right time to get those uh, seeds planted in me a long time ago. And so one of the things that I realized was that in, you know, during this time, there was um, in Congo, it was the Belgian Congo at the time where uh, King Leopold wrote these letters to the missionaries and he was talking about how they were going to bring um, the gospel of certain things to the country in order to help kind of enslave and take over the rubber. And that was ultimately was going to be building the country of Belgium and was helping with the wars because it was, it was rubber. So that's used for literally everything at the time from electricity cables to tires to you name it. And so there was a massive concentration camp and massive killing of like, I think it was 15 to 25 million Congolese men, women, and children that were murdered that the world still does not consider a genocide for a a myriad of reasons, which I think is just completely unacceptable. However, at that time, what I wanted to do was say, let's, let's write a story about this called the zoo. And so the zoo is about uh, the Germans coming into Africa and in their attempt to try to colonize Africa, they couldn't figure out why they were um, not able to, to stand up to the heat. Uh, There's different conditions, just weather conditions that they were just always getting sick from. And so one of the things that they would do is that they would capture us and they would do all these experiments on us, wow. promoting our skin, injecting us with different things because they were trying to figure out how they could connect, uh, 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 crack this genetic code that we have. Uh, in our melanin to figure out how it is that we're able to survive under these types of conditions that are so greatly different than it is in North, in the North, right. In Germany. Uh, and so that was something that was really, really passionate for me. And I, I brought some people that were really close to me together. And we talked about the idea. They were like, yeah, we've never seen this before. Let's do it. Uh, we found a couple of books that we did. We got the rights to, to be able to start telling this story. And then oddly enough, uh, two years ago, Germany uh, came out with to the Namibian government and Namibia, for those that just might not know, is in sub-Saharan Africa. It's a, like the northeast mm-hmm. or northwest from South Africa. Uh, and they have a continent or a, uh, an island right off of it called Shark Island. And Germany now is having to pay like $10 billion to Namibia for the genocide that they caused in the country between uh, Namibia and Botswana. And so that was something that was really important for me and a story that I think our people needed to hear. i tell you something. Uh, first of all, I, I, thank you for coming on my show. I want to bring you back. You know, I know you're busy because I've I read the book Mastering Your Mind and the proceeds that go to uh, eradicating human trafficking. And that's a, that's a separate interview. And I want to be respectful of your time because I want to let you know that I read it and I want to just do an interview about that and also other <laughs> things you're doing in your career because I know that the zoo can, that's a show in itself, that conversation. Because then, then the fact that you hit right the same timeline, how they treat black people's history, we are, we are brothers, okay? Because I tell it, I tell the same story, man. 
And when you and when you when you talk about not wanting to tell people how it really happened because white kids don't, they, white people don't want their white kids to feel uncomfortable. Well, we feel uncomfortable every time we walk in the room. But that's not what this interview is about. The interview is about a talented young man that is starring on a very very successful show. I don't see color. I just see a great actor, a great talent, and I want to wish you good luck and thank you for coming on my show, Denim Richards. And oh, again, I really really appreciate that, and uh, I would love to come back and uh, you know discuss the waterfront. I think the great thing about what, you know, what I'm able to do is, you know, I really want to be able to use the platform to talk about, you know, things that are important to us as well. So, you know, anytime that you want to do that, I, I'm more than happy to make this Well, you'll be hearing from me because like I said, you're a special guy, man. And I just, 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 uh, just in general, man, I just see a good human being. And I think that's important as we grow, as we, as I, as I bring people on this show, that you can still be a good human and be successful too. Yes, you sure can. Thank you so much for having me. We talk soon. I appreciate you, sir. Bye-bye. Yes.